sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. What do we worship? Why do we worship? And what difference does it make for my life and my happiness today? That's what we're talking about today on Ignition. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we want to set your faith ablaze so that you might live the adventure that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Before we get into the topic, worship, part two, we want you to know that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode or ideas for future episodes, please contact us. The easiest way to do so is by email, and the address is ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org. I am joined in studio once again by Dr. Jason Heron. Jason, you didn't change your clothes in the whole week no, since no. you were on last. No, I always wear the same thing. Just- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so if folks didn't tune in last week, so this is... Part two. So, so this is kind of part two. Um, but if you had to have had a chance to listen to last week's episode yet, uh, this this also works as a standalone. I think it's sort of like episode four, I imagine, of Star Wars, where you don't have to have watched one, two, and three to understand. No one should watch on. one, two, and three. That's oh, oh, throwing that down right now, huh? Well, well it is May the fourth. It is May the fourth today. The 4th. How about that? I'm not a, I'm not a deep Star Wars fan. I mean, I like them. My kids have made me. My kids are deep into Star Wars. So I know it's May the 4th. May the 4th. Other than um, having kids who are deep into Star Wars, what else should we know about you? Um, Oh, the yeah. I'm at Mount Marty down in Yankton. It's the introduction thing. Yeah, right, right. Uh, (laughs) I'm professor of theology and philosophy down there. And sometimes English. Sometimes English when they let me. And uh, we've been there for four years. I am married to Hannah. We only nineteen years, right? Only nineteen years. Not even. Not 18, even eighteen. Going on nineteen. Yeah. Uh and we have six kids. And I think that's it. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks Happy to have me. you back. Um not your first rodeo on ignition. Yeah, I'm getting Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. So last episode, we were talking about, we started with worship and worshiping false idols and went through this nice list of money and beauty and intelligence and power and reputation and fame, all these things which are goods, but we can sacrifice them. Uh, well, we can make sacrifice to them of our time, our energy, our relationships, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, uh, which is all ways in which we are worshiping falsely. Would that be, uh, and David Foster Wallace, would that be a good summary <laughs> of the David last Foster episode? Wallace. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, by the way we act, we're, we're demonstrating how much worth we give we, to ascribe. We give to them or you don't ascribe like the to word them. Ascri- Why don't you like the word ascribe, by the way? Well, it just, it just seems like another word that you have to explain to oh, people. <laughs> so... If yeah, you're yeah, trying yeah. to explain worship and then you start using a scribe, they're like, well, what's a scribe? Well, what's a scribe mean? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we, we focused on sort of worshiping badly, worshiping poorly, which is basically misordering these goods, money, power, fame, beauty, intelligence, and so on, to make them the highest priority that we ascribe worth to. Um, is there anything we more we need to say about worshiping badly or poorly before we turn to worshiping worshiping well or goodly? Um, well, just at the end of the last episode, we talked about thing desires being bottomless. Yes. Uh, so I'm an introvert, and it was really important for me to learn that my desire for like quiet and solitude is basically bottomless. 
I can mm. never actually get enough of that. So I need to adjust my expectations about everybody else and the way my life runs in light of the fact that even if I've been alone all day and it's been quiet, I can come home and the kids come rushing out and whatever to see me and everything. And I can still have the thought, man, I could really use some more alone time. <laughs> and I just need to own up to that, that I just can't get enough of it. And yep. so, um, you know, that's another way of understanding the the phrase we used in the previous episode, the, the these other things that we worship uh, can eat you alive. Yeah. Um, they're never enough. And so the desire for them and all the stuff we're willing to sacrifice for them can really become um, a real drain on your humanity. Go with me here. Okay. I just said never enough. And I immediately went to the greatest showman. Have you oh, seen I've The Greatest seen Showman? The Greatest Showman. I really so enjoyed that, it. That's the great anthem by Jenny Lind. Uh, the, the, so she was the the Scandinavian Swedish snow. She was the 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 uh, in real life a famous singer from Sweden or um, I think uh, Scandinavia somewhere who uh, P. T. Barnum convinced to become part of his thing. Um, and 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 the musical, The Greatest Showman, um, that's her anthem. Never enough. Mm. Never, never. Um, yeah. This, it's so that 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 musical, the lyrics of the, so many of those songs, are far far more profound than you would think. Mm. For just uh, no, nothing. It's I love Hugh Jackman, but like than a pop musical, yeah. you would think. Yeah. Anyway, they're never enough for us. We will never. So your desire for solitude and quiet will never be enough. So if you tried to ascribe worth to that at the top, you'll never you'll never satisfy it. Yeah, I've got to be careful with how much time and energy I devote to trying to carve the space out for myself. That's just for me. So before we turn the corner to worshiping well, I mentioned at the end of last episode, daddy daughter dances. Okay. So your example was coming home and the 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 fire crackling, the fire pit, and the kids come out, run out, and you just want to lay there and look at the smoke rise to the trees. The kids run, Dad, let's go to bike ride. Uh, this last Sunday, May the second, be with you. Um, <laughs> my youngest Mercedes. Um, she had a friend across the street who, uh, her friend Kendall was going to go with her dad, um, was going to go to a daddy daughter dance, but we couldn't Tickets were sold out. And I just thought mercy just told me about it. Daddy, could we have a daddy daughter dance downstairs in the basement? Sure. Or, well, no, no, I didn't say sure. I said, maybe, <laughs> um, maybe could we go to, could we go to the grocery store and get some snacks to have? Maybe I'm like, this is like I, it's Sunday night. I want to relax. Right, right, right. I want to watch really compelling, high drama, high culture. <laughs> I want to scroll YouTube. Right, hours. right, right, right. Um, so my youngest, as the youngest can often do with the oldest, will tell you this. Mm -hmm. The oldest, older ones. She prevailed upon me. So number four and number five, uh, Alexia and Mercedes had a daddy dot. Mercy, dad, could you put on your suit? So I was in like, it was sunny on Sunday. It was nice. I had a, like a Bermuda shirt and, and khaki shorts. I put on, get out the white long sleeve and the, 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 the fancy blue suit barefoot. 
<laughs> and we go downstairs and I found a daddy daughter dance playlist on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And, um, the, the, the two youngest daughters, girls and I spent 20, 30 minutes dancing. And I'm, my wife can tell you, I'm not a dancer. I don't love dancing. She would love if I did. I this don't. It's shocking to me. But yeah. Just having met you, I just assumed, assumed you were a great dancer. Was, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but we did that. And then we went upstairs and had some snacks. Beautiful. But that was me uh, ascribing greater, not the greatest, but greater worth to time, in this case, with my kids, than endlessly scrolling YouTube, which is probably what I would have done. Or watched some Avengers movie for the 14th time. Right, right, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat. Sometimes I'd rather read a book about parenting than, <laughs> than you know, especially if it's like a really good book, you know. Uh so yeah. enough about worshiping. Well, the, the, those are good examples where we uh, chose not to sacrifice our relationships with our children to the gods that we might have otherwise worshipped. Right, and we said in the previous episode, the drama of of worshiping false idols is not is not always like the great drama of like the story of Scrooge. It's just a daily choice, daily battle to love things properly. Amen. So. In small ways. In small ways and potentially in great ways. So let's talk about loving things properly. Let's talk about worshiping rightly, worshiping well. What is that? It's so much easier to talk about the bad. You know, the the, the bad guy is always much more appealing. What's the sure. good guy here in worshiping? Who's the good guy? Metaphorically speaking. Well, I mean, I don't know if I have... I'm sure most of the saints were... <laughs> Pretty good at it. I don't. I don't, know, I don't know when they got good at it. You know. I, I mean, I what does it like like to worship well? Yeah. Uh, well, I think it's just. Um, I think it comes from an overwhelming sense of gratitude mm. for the gift of your life. Um, starting. I mean, sure, starting with existence, but just the the daily little beauty of your life. I think of the, when I was driving up here to talk about this, yes, I was thinking about um, that movie that came out early 2000s, American Beauty. Mm, um, Kevin Spacey? Yeah, Kevin Spacey. And at the end, he says something about feeling gratitude for every moment of his stupid little life. Mm. Uh, and I don't think our lives are stupid, but I, I get, I get what he's saying that we, you know, most of us are going to be forgotten by history and we, we just right. live these little lives we get a little bit of time here to do all these incredible um things with people who need us and so uh i think worship you know there's a lot of there's a lot of reasons that humans have worshiped the gods in the past to try to get favors to try to make bad things go away to try to fix problems uh to try to just sort of stop the gods from from doing bad things to us you know but along with all those other motivations for worship there's always been the the motive of thanksgiving mm-hmm. that I'm I'm grateful for this life and I'm grateful for the gifts that are within the, this larger gift of my life, and so the the person who's worshiping well I think is worshiping from a space of intense gratitude, um, and that's that's something that increases with the the more we worship well I think the more our gratitude. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Uh, increases, and I don't know if you've ever been around someone who's filled with gratitude, but it's it's kind of nice. They're decent people. 
I'm going to be an example of that in just a moment. But if folks, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Ignition. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Berg, while visiting today with Dr. Jason Heron about worship that we we spent last episode talking about worshiping poorly, sort of introduced to that. And now we're talking about worshiping well and what does that look like? Uh, so you're talking there about how um, it comes from gratitude. So this is probably about a month ago. Um, it was a week, uh, it was a week weekend night. It was Sunday night because my weekend is Sunday, Monday. Um, so it's a Sunday night and we live just right by our parish. Um, and I sometimes Sunday nights, if the kids are in bed, I'll just go up to the parish and spend a little bit of time in prayer. Um, it's dark. It's quiet. <laughs> All things you would. Sounds appreciate. awesome. Am I an extrovert? How about, yeah. uh, bring the tortilla chips. It's just um, <laughs> amazing. I do. I don't do it. Father, I don't do that. <laughs> Honest. Jason's making that up. I, um, and there was the, this one particular night, again, probably maybe um, late March. Actually, no, no. It was Easter Sunday. It was Easter Sunday night. Mm. Uh, I did this. And while I was in, in prayer, I was deeply moved to not quite, not quite. People would say overwhelmed. Now I wasn't literally overwhelmed, but I was almost overwhelmed with a deep sense of gratitude for my wife, for my kids, and for the life that we have. Um, and we, you know, professor, lay minister. I mean, we're not rolling in the box. We're not, you know, all the all those false gods that we talked about uh, don't exactly come <laughs> easily to either of our professions. <laughs> um, and I, I was just, and I went. <laughs> I've told you this story publicly before. Um, I, I went home just, just with this deep sense of gratitude, mm. and and I, well, my wife was sitting on the couch reading something on the computer or something. I go up and I almost grab her by the shoulders and shake her. But I like, like, like shoulder hugged her kind of, and look, I'm so grateful for our life. And she's like, what the heck's going on? <laughs> right. <laughs> but I had been just, while well, I was in prayer, and I really believe that God inspired me just to be mindful of these gifts that he has given me, my, my beautiful, my, our wonderful children, and this, this extraordinary life that we have. And I was incredibly grateful for them. I love that story. I don't know what I could even add to it. That's great. So well, you can't add anything. It's my story. How yeah, you, that's you, right. You can't just. <laughs> I don't even have anything to say about it. I mean, it's just it's yeah. a beautiful. It's an icon. Yeah. It's a beautiful mm. icon of uh, what we're talking about. Yep. Um, it's completely possible to be ungrateful. It's yep. pretty common. I'm yep. mostly ungrateful, probably. Right. Right. And uh, it makes sense that a person like me who's ungrateful would not understand much about worship or why mm. I ought to. Yeah. And what do I have? Who do I have to say thank you to? Right. I don't have anything to say thank for, for. thank you for. Yeah. Um and so the the one of the distinctions we made in the previous episode was between conscious and unconscious worship. And yes. I think conscious worship um is definitely compatible with a life of deep gratitude. Yes. It's pretty hard to be grateful if you're rolling through life unconscious and just letting whatever you've set as your highest love, letting that dictate everything Everything about your life. Right. Things seem maybe be out of your control. Um, And if they're really as dissatisfying as we've been led to believe by 10,000 years of human history, then uh, 
or however many years. I don't know how many years. Um, At least you didn't say six. Not six. 200,000 years of human history. Um, yeah, if they're really as dissatisfying as, as we've been told they are, then it makes sense that we would lead lives of ingratitude if they are the, quiet the gods that we, quiet desperation, right? Hanging on in quiet desperation is the English way, as Pink Floyd said. Right. Uh, <laughs> was that yeah. I going with Whitman? I think I was going with Whitman. Yeah, I think they're quoting the someone great else. Of but men uh, leading lives of quiet desperation. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I listen to Pink Floyd more often than I read Walt Whitman. <laughs> That's a huge. Anyway, <laughs> it's, it's not necessarily a good thing. I mean, Floyd's amazing. I mean, it's a rabbit hole that I don't yeah, want to. Yeah, we don't need to. Yeah. Go. Sorry. Um, yeah, what else should we talk about? So, <laughs> if you're just tuning in, that's a great segue to, uh, so you listen to Ignition. I'm your host, Chris Bergwald. <laughs> Dr. Jason Heron and I are talking about worship. So, um, I, I was going to ask you, is there anything else you want to say about this theme of worshiping well? Because I have a question for you. So do you have anything else that you know you want to say about worshiping well before I get to my question? Um, well, I would say that uh, one of the reasons we we landed on this topic for these podcasts was because of something that I said at the end of yes. a previous episode. Ep- appearance. On the you show. asked me... Uh, what has faith in Christ actually done in your life or yep. how's it changed your life or something? And what difference does it make? Has it made? I had a, just a minor interior panic, uh, when, when you asked that question, <laughs> but then it came to me that, uh, that, uh, my following Christ has increased my desire to worship, uh, my creator. So it's actually made me want to do it. And this has transformed my ability to speak to my children about why we go to mass. Mm. And it's transformed my sense of what I'm doing when I'm at mass. Mm. Um, so, so say more about that then. So uh, how, whether it's you or talking to your kids, how w- w- go? Well, they, uh, I mean, what kid doesn't ask why we, why do we have to go to this sure. boring thing Yeah, and do this nonsense that, I mean, they don't, doesn't make any sense to any of them. And, yep. and so for me to say, for me to be to get to a place in my life to be able to say, well, what we're doing when we go there is we're saying thank you for all the gifts of our life and most especially for the gift of our Savior. Um, they know about saying thank you. I mean, <laughs> you're you know you you hand something to your kids and you're like, what do you say? And they yep, uh, thank you. Right, <clears throat> uh, my daughter Lily is four, and so sometimes she gets all this mixed up. So I'll say, what do you say? And she'll say. Uh, sorry. Please. <laughs> so she, I, I realize she's, she's, she's got one of three op- Sorry, please. Or thank you. She, she hears, what do you say? She's just like, uh, Which one sorry. And it's sometimes wrong. Uh, but although sorry, please. And thank you are pretty good ways to understand the mass too. Um, they are. They are. so yeah, that'd be the right order too. Yeah. That's a way of talking about the whole mass. Yeah. Sorry, please. And thank you. Very well said. Uh, so I appreciate that, uh, the church has given us this structured, regular, visible, tangible, like smellable, tasteable way of entering into like a practice or a habit of giving thanks for, um, the great gifts of this life. So that's all I wanted to say based on that. 
that one thing from the last episode. <laughs> Fair enough. But ask your question. So th- that's actually very, very related to my question. Um, so sometimes people will be, and, and I talked about this, this with somebody just in the last couple months. Um, why does God need my worship? I mean, is it a little bit megomaniacal? megalomaniacal megalomaniacal uh, of God to demand that we worship Mm. him Mm. Uh, if it were bad for us yeah it'd be a real terrible thing for him to ask of us but if it's the way that we can become uh, fully and truly ourselves does he need our worship (sighs) so no. Then then why does he command it? It's good for us. It's good for us. It's proper. It's right. It's true. Uh, he wants us to live in reality. He wants us to be healthy and whole. Aren't those... Healthy, that, happy, yeah, and holy. I have, yeah. Healthy, Bishop, happy, Bishop and holy. Bishop yeah, yeah. desire for yeah. all of us. Yeah. Uh, I was not paid to say that. I just... No. <laughs> it just came to me. Because it's true. It is. Uh, so... I mean, you could you could enter into the question of whether why God wants us to worship from a, a more negative angle, like why doesn't God want me to cheat on my wife? Right, because it's just wrong. Yeah, like He decided that it's just wrong, and right, it's like you can't do that. I know you want to, and if I'd let you all, it'd all be fine. But no, right, arbitrary. Yeah, uh, this God is is not an arbitrary God. No. So this God wants us to do things that are good for us. And for some reason, we have some addiction to doing things that are bad for us. Um, And anyone who's a parent knows everything about this. Requiring your children to do things that you know are good for them that they don't get yet or that they can't see yet is actually a pretty normal and good part of parenting. And so... uh, if all parents get their name from the father of lights, then uh, it makes sense that he would actually require something of us like this. So I think another angle, just in light of these two episodes that in which we were talking about worship, um, God commands that we worship him, not because he needs it, but because if we didn't worship him, the entire premise, uh, the point of both of these episodes. If we didn't worship him, we worship something else, and it would be bad for us. So by worship him in him, worshiping he who is the highest good, it redounds to our benefit. Absolutely. Now here's... <laughs> so people um, this the nature of a, of a creature is to worship something. Does it... Do you think it has to be that way? Could God have created us without? I know, I know, I know. But could he have created us without a need to worship something? Or or is that is that as impossible as a square circle? Does a creature by definition, do you think? I think the answer is yes. A creature by definition has to worship something, something, but but I, I don't have I have no argument to back it up. So I'm asking my my fellow theologian. Well, 
apparently, God is very strange. Apparently, God wants free creatures who can freely love. Yep. So it seems like right. So if worship I, is natural to so going back to our the earlier point, what is worship? It is it is basically to love something the most. Yes. Yes. To the point where you you sacrifice other things to it. Therefore, ah. So if there were ah, if there were a, a creaturehood without worship, it would be also a creaturehood without love. And I really like that. That doesn't seem to be what, from what we know of this creator, that doesn't seem to be what the creator wants. Yeah. Um, and the other animals, they're all set. They love what they love in their, in their mode. And they, and they're worshiping just by being themselves. Right, right, right. Uh, but we are the animal that, um, is free to just say, I'd rather not. Yeah. Yeah. Give me the Tostitos. (laughs) Full circle. Right. So, uh, Dr. Heron, we have two and a half minutes to go. Final thoughts on worshiping well, worshiping badly, daddy-daughter dances, uh, smoke rings. What do you got? Smoke rings. Fire fire rings. Yeah, yeah. Fire pits. Uh, Well, geez, Chris. I don't know. I keep coming back to uh, all the ways that Gratitude and thanksgiving are sort of worked into the the language of the mass. We're just given these opportunities over and over and over again to say thank you. Um, and there's just, it's like the, it's constantly knocking. Like you could be more grateful. You could be more grateful. Um, and the fact that we don't, it's not actually that surprising that we don't lead lives of gratitude. Um, but man, that experience you had right. praying in the church, I'd give a lot of money, a lot of money to live that way all day, every day. Amen. That would be incredible. Amen. You would feel, it would be like, I don't know. I haven't tried all the drugs, but it would be like, <laughs> it would be something like, you know what I mean? You're like leveling up right. in terms of your, you know. I don't know if you felt like you were floating when you were walking home or what, but you definitely didn't feel like you were trudging. No, home. no, no, right? no, no. Yeah, there, there, there was right drugs. I mean, there was, in a sense, like and, and not not a sensual high, but there was a, a right. deep inner high. Right. And I think we have that story is really important because I think other people can identify with that in a variety of ways in unique circumstances. And we all want to get back to that. We'd love to, and, and to stretch it out and make it the whole story of life. And uh, what if that's what if that's the destiny? That'd be amazing. Amen. Amen. Dr. Jason Heron, J- Dr. Jason Heron, ladies and gentlemen, um, it's been a great conversation about worship. Worship, Jason. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, and I will have you back again soon. Sure. Sounds sure. good. Glad to. And that will wrap up this episode of Ignition. Again, you can email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org, with any thoughts, questions, or ideas for future episodes. Until next time, may God bless you. <laughs>